Welcome to Capital Edge Church. We have a fantastic message for you that we hope challenges, inspires, and moves your heart for Christ. Let's get into it. Hey, it's great to see you if you're new and uh, you're visiting the church. My name is Rodney Singh. It's great to have you here. There was a boy around 10 years old. And he went to a Christian school called Dilkusha Boys School. Translated in English, it meant happy-hearted. And overall, it was a very sweet and happy little place. Now, as many schools do, uh, came time for the end-of-year presentation day. Every class was asked to prepare a drama or a skit that would be the entertainment for all the students and all the parents that will be joining uh, for that end of the year celebration, the presentation day. So rehearsals started. You know, as they do, rehearsals starts a couple of weeks early. All the, the school began practicing for that big presentation day. And this teacher of the class this boy was in decided that they would do a simple skit. Since this was a Christian school, they planned to read the seven IMs, you know, the same ones that we are looking at this month. The main part of this kit would be, as I said, it was simple. There'd be eight boys chosen. One would be reading out the scripture and seven of them would come up in front and as it happens, the scripture is spoken, the boys will lift up a banner with the scriptures written in bold letters for everyone to read. But there was a problem. There was a little problem. This young boy who was picked had a fear of speaking in public. Uh, for in this, in this case, he had a fear to even stand up in the crowd and, you know, lift up this Banner. But in those days, when the teacher picks you, you're it. You didn't have the the opportunity to go up to the or the uh, you know you, you you didn't have the opportunity to go up to the teacher and say, "Madam, I'm afraid I can't do this." No, no, no. The teacher picks you, you're it. You can't go and talk back to the teacher. Oh well, where they were from, that didn't happen. So this boy he continues to practice and as he does he continues to gain a little bit of confidence and yep he's saying to himself it's possible out of the seven IMs his only job was to lift, lift up the banner that said Jesus said I am the way the truth and the life and no one goes to the father except through me John 14 6 that was all that he had to do. And guess what? Came crunch time. This guy, this little boy, he abandoned his crew in the last minute and he didn't, he decided not to go to school on the day of the presentation. You see, his fear of standing up in the crowd took over and he chickened out. Made the most common excuse in the book of children's excuses. I'm not feeling well. 
I think I've got a cold coming. You see, the one thing ringing in, this, in his head then was this. I don't know the way out of my fear, so the only option that I have is I'm going to quit. I'm just going to quit. Of course, the show that day went on. There was many other children lined up to go up on stage and lift this banner up. They were happy to do that. This boy was so troubled by his fear that he forgot to even look at what this play was all about and what it meant. He was so focused on himself that he missed the important point of who Jesus is and what he was talking about. Almost a similar situation is taking place around the passage of scripture that I've selected this morning. John 14, 6, we all know this scripture. Jesus speaking declares a statement. I am the way, the truth, and the life, and no one goes to the Father except through me. We need to understand what is happening around this passage of scripture for Jesus to declare this statement. Okay, let me break it down real quick this morning for us. It's all found in John chapter 14, before we reach uh, John chapter 13, before we reach John chapter 14. You know, it's towards the end of John 13. You know the story. Jesus, the Lord and Savior, the master and leader of the disciples, they are in the room. Jesus has just taken his robe off. He's put it around his waist and he's washed the disciples' feet. We all know that. Well, They've just sat down after this. They've just sat down to have a feed. They're going to have a meal together. And Judas has taken off. He's left the group and he's going to betray Jesus. And as soon as Judas leaves the room, it's almost like they got into a team huddle. And Jesus speaking, he's saying, all right, team, let's bring it in. Time has come. I will be leaving you guys. I have to go now. Something is, or someone is going to betray me. There's going to be a lot of things happening from now on. But during this time, I need you to remember or stick to the game plan. Love each other just as I have loved you. Just then the... Assistant captain jumps in, Peter. Lord, where are you going? No, he didn't say it that way. He didn't. No, he didn't say it that way. Lord, where are you going? We've had it so good. We've been kicking goals as a team. And now you're saying you're going. Well, anyway, where are you going? I'm going to come. I'm coming with you. To that, Jesus replies, Peter, you can't come where I'm going, or at least not yet. You will, but later. We all know what happens next. It's Jesus, Peter, denying Jesus, and the rooster topic. Well, that's happening right now. So by now, this, his disciples are all worried and upset and by the thought of Jesus leaving and the talk of betrayal. They're so troubled 
by what is going to happen that they overlook Jesus. They overlooked who he is and what he is, who has been saying about himself. Let me read you John 14 verses 1 to 6 and to find out what comes next. Don't let your hearts be troubled. Trust in God and trust also in me. There is more than enough room in my father's home. If this were not so, would I have told you that I am going to prepare a place for you? When everything is ready, I will come and get you so that you will be always with me where I am. And you know the way to where I am going. No, we don't know, Lord, Thomas said. We have no idea where you're going. So how can we know the way? Jesus told him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one can come to the Father except through me. You see, just like this boy who chickened out at the last minute, the disciples are in a similar spot. Blinded by the upcoming troubles, they overlooked Jesus. They overlooked what he's saying. What Jesus showed them while he was with them for these three years has just gone out of the window in that moment. You see, this can be the same for you and me. Troubled by our ways of life, we can tend to overlook the way maker. I want us to understand this morning that Jesus always points to himself for us to find the answers. You have questions? Well, he's saying, I have got the answers for you. You have forgotten the way? Well, guess what? I am the way. If you are looking for an escape, I am your only way out. I am the way for you to enter in. I am the way for you to enter into the holy of holies. I am the new and living way. If you are looking for the truth, I am it. I am the right way. And guess what? I am the exclusive way. To God the Father. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. So what do I mean when I say Jesus is the only way out? By the way, if I was to title my message, I would call it Jesus the only way out, the only way in, and the only way to God the Father. I'm not good with words, so I just stick to the title points. Right? So what do I mean when I say Jesus is the only way out? Okay, let me share a hot tip. Hot tip. This is not a bulletproof solution, but I think it's logical. Most times, when we need to leave for a party, for instance, and the party is uh, at a particular time, say, Bob's invited you to his birthday party at 1.30 p.m. on a Saturday. So this is what usually happens in my family. We're all getting ready. I'm running around looking for my jeans just straight after the shower. The kids are just so slow. They're not ready yet. Anushka's hogging the mirror. She's my wife. She's hogging the mirror, trying to put the makeup on. And we all do this, or most of us do this. Now, we're screaming the time in the house that we need to be at that party. So, Anushka, hurry up. We need to get there at 1.30. Kids, put your shoes on. Get in the cars. We need to be there at 
1.30. See, I figured out what works best is not screaming and shouting the party, uh, the, the time that we need to be at Bob's party, which is 1.30, but the time that we need to all be out of the house and in the car. You see, my family needs a miracle, <laughs> right? My family needs a miracle to deal with our immediate problem. That is for all of us to get out of the house and be in the car. So what do you do? We shout the time that we need to be out of the house. We shout the time, well, I do. I shout the time that we need to be out of the house. Anushka, you got 15 minutes. Oh, no, sorry, you got 10 minutes, even though you got 20 minutes. <laughs> we need to get out of the house because we need to be there at 1.30. See, the point I'm making is this. Sometimes we can get so ahead of ourselves that we forget to deal with what needs to happen now, at this moment. Don't overlook what Jesus is saying to us right now. Sometimes we get caught up trying to be where Jesus wants us to be that we forget to deal with where we are now. And most times, most times, where we are is we are stuck in the moment. Here's the thing, when Jesus says, I am the way, then he means I am the way out from all the mess we are stuck in. People make the mistake of trying to deal with the mess on their own. They try to deal with the mess and they try and they try and we get tired and we quit or we are about to quit. If you think that you can figure out yourself how to get out of temptation and sin on your own, then you're fooling yourself. The Apostle Paul is encouraging the church of Corinth regarding sin and, sin and temptation, says this in 1 Corinthians 10, 12, 13. He says, if you think you are standing strong, be careful not to fall. The temptations in your life are no different from what others experience. And God is faithful. He will not allow the temptation to be more than you can stand. And God is faithful. And God is faithful. He will not allow the temptation to be more than you can stand. When you are tempted, he will show you a way out. He will show you a way out so that you can endure. He's saying, Paul is saying, guess what? We live in a world where sin and temptation is everywhere. They happen to everyone. So don't feel singled out. But because God is the faithful one in this, he will show us a way out. Our escape plan, the way out from every sin and temptation and addiction, the mess that we get stuck in is Jesus himself. Forget about striving or screaming out, trying to get yourself out. Jesus is saying, hey, I will get you out because I am the only way out for you. Our challenge is trust. Thomas, when he asked the question, asked Jesus, how can we know the way? When he asked this question, he, it wasn't that he all of a sudden forgot about, the, about Jesus entirely. Troubled, troubled he didn't have it in him to 
trust. Trouble, he didn't have it in him to trust. Trust in God and trust in me also, Jesus said. Don't let your heart be troubled. Christians, my challenge today is for you all to grow into a mature believer in Christ. That no matter what season you're in, your trust in Him is firm. And no matter how stuck we get in life, we can know that He will get us out. Because He is the way out. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one goes to the Father except through me. So what do I mean when I say that Jesus is the only way in? A story is told, and many, may, many of you may be familiar with this one. It's been told many times. A young soldier for the, uh, fighting for the Union Army in the American Civil War lost both his father and his brother. He needed to return to his family home and help his sister and elderly mother for the spring planting in their farm. And so he went to Washington, D.C. to ask the president for exemption from military service. When he arrived in Washington, he walked straight up to the doors of the White House and asked to speak directly with the president. A young official standing guard at the door told him, you can't see the president. He's too busy to see you. Go back and fight like you're supposed to. So the young soldier, he left the White House not knowing how he's going to break this break, uh, bad news to the, the family. And as he was sitting at a nearby park bench, a young boy came up to him and asked him why he was so unhappy. What's wrong, he asked. To this question, the troubled soldier began pouring his heart out to him. Told the boy that since his father and his brother were killed, he's the only one left to support the family and is desperately needed to work on the farm. And the only person who could do this is the president himself. The boy simply said, come with me. Come with me. Taking the soldier by hand, the boy led him back towards the White House. They went up the stairs and they went past the guards at the door, through the door. And they went past the high-ranking officials and the generals over there until they came up to the door of the president's office. At this time, the boy didn't even knock at the door. He simply opened the door and he went through. There behind his desk, uh, studying the battle plans with the state secretary was President Abraham Lincoln. When he saw the boy, he lifted his head up and he said, What can I do for you, Ted? To this, the boy replied, Father, this young man needs to talk to you. You see, on our own, just like this young soldier, we can't get into the president's office which is holy of holies but Jesus makes it possible for us to enter in the holy of holies to come in and be in the presence of our 
Father. Jesus has made it possible for us to enter. He is the new and living way. You see, there was an old system in place. That was the, and that way was complicated with lots of roadblocks. Listen to Hebrews 10, 19, 22. It says, And so, dear brothers and sisters, we can boldly enter heaven's most holy place because of the blood of Jesus. By his death, Jesus opened a new and life-giving way through the curtain into the most holy place. And since we have a great high priest who rules over God's house, let us go right into the presence of God with sincere hearts, fully trusting him. The writer of the book of Hebrews, if you read chapter 9, chapter 10, gives us a difference between the old system, the old covenant, and the new system, the new covenant. The old covenant required repeated daily sacrifices of animals as a reminder of people's sin. But Hebrews 10.4 says this, It is impossible for the blood of bulls and goats to take away sins. Under the new covenant, we have been made holy through the sacrifice of the body of Jesus Christ once and for all. Under the old covenant, only the high priest could enter the most holy. But under the new covenant, Jesus is our high priest. We have confidence to enter the most holy place by the blood of Jesus. And we can draw near to God with a a sincere heart and with full assurance that faith brings. When Jesus said, I am the way. He's saying, through me, you have the right to enter in. I am your only way, your only way in. Our passage is no longer. It's not blocked by any guards or holy priests standing at the door into our Father's presence. In fact, Jesus, the Holy One, the Perfect One, the only High Priest, the rightful heir of our Father's throne, takes our hands and takes us into His presence. He's saying, I have the right to take you in. When Jesus says, I am the way, then He means He is our only way in. Is our challenge. Hamish talked about this as well. See, if we are sitting here saying, I just don't get my breakthrough. Everywhere I look, the door is blocked. I just don't know the way around it. Well, guess what? I know someone who is the way in. Have you given your hand to him to lead you in? Or have you been doing it on your own? I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one goes to the Father except through me. In the case of the disciples who were so troubled that they overlooked Jesus in that moment, Lord, How can we know the way, they asked. God is faithful when we are unable. He is able to make a way out when we are stuck in our problems. He is faithful to bring us in when it seems like all the doors are shut. 
we all know the story of what happens with the disciples when when they held on to the way when they held on to Jesus they turn they turned the world upside down 120 of them the world was turned around through them what about the boy who chickened out and abandoned his crew because he was so overwhelmed with his fear well let me tell you this boy who uh, was unable to do or lift up the banner of the Lord in a small village. God is faithful and enables him to do that in a church in the capital city of Australia. God is the faithful one who takes and holds his hand and leads him through the way. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and life. No one goes to the Father except through me. When Jesus said, I am the way, he's saying that access to Father God is only through me. He does not leave any room for us to assume or leave it to our imagination or think or say otherwise. Other religions or philosophies propose different or many other different ways to different God. But Jesus asserted that he is the one exclusive path to the one true God. Jesus is the truth because God is truth. Colossians 1 verses 15 to 20 says, Christ is the visible image of the invisible God. He existed before anything was created and he's supreme over all creation. For through him, God created everything in the heavenly realms and on the earth. He made things we can see and the things we can't see, such as thrones, kingdoms, rulers, and authorities in the unseen world. Everything was created through him and for him. He existed before anything else. And he holds all creation together. Christ is also the head of the church, which is his body. He is the beginning supreme over all who rise from the dead so he is first in everything for God in all his fullness was pleased to live in Christ and through him God reconciled everything to himself he made peace with everything in heaven and on earth by means of Christ's blood on the cross he is saying I am who I am. I am the one who was, who is, and who forever shall be. I have come in, and in me is all truth. In me is eternal life. I have all authority and I hold everything together in my hand. And in the, I am in the fullness of God and He is in me. And there is no other way to God but through me. Church, here's my challenge. For all of us. If Jesus is clear telling us who he is. And if in our hearts we believe and we know and we accept who he is and what he has done. Are we then telling others exactly who Jesus is? Or are we falling under the pressures of the world 
that we live in and starting to accept all the watered down versions of Jesus that people talk about and think. Things like he was just a great philosopher once. He was just a good man, a good person long, long time ago. Or he was just only some kind of a prophet. He doesn't mean much to us in these days. Well, I say you refuse. I say you refuse to accept that. Because Jesus didn't say otherwise. He was clear in what he said. We need to continue to raise the banner of Jesus in our areas of influence in the way that he teaches us. Jesus is our only way out. Jesus is our only way in. And Jesus is our only way to God the Father. Because Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and life. And no one goes to the Father except through me. Let's close our eyes and bow our heads for a moment. God, we thank you for the truth that you are. It doesn't come any simpler than that. God, when you talk to us, when you told us, when, you, when we read the scriptures, Lord, it's clear who you are. There is, there is no reason to doubt who you are. When you said that you are the way, you are the way. When you said that you are the truth, you are the truth. When you said that you are the only way to God the Father, then you are the only way to God the Father. And God, we take hold of what you have spoken to us. For those who, of us who believe in you, we've accepted you, Father. I pray you give us the courage to speak out the same words that you are speaking out to us about who you are. That we would go out and give out the world the real Jesus, the true Jesus, the Jesus who was, who is, and who forever shall be. I'm praying, Father, for all of us, this congregation, my congregation. I pray, Lord, you give us the boldness as your scripture says, that we can enter into your holy presence with confidence because we have Jesus holding our hands. Oh, Father, I pray that when we move out of this auditorium, Lord, we have the same confidence, oh God, to speak your name out for who you really are. There will be no ifs or buts, but there will be the truth of who you really are. God, we thank you that you are our strength, that you are our truth. We, we cannot hide away from who you are. Open our hearts, open our minds, open our mouths that we will declare what you declared when Thomas was troubled and in doubt, that you are the way, you are the truth, you are the eternal life. I want to pray for anyone here in this congregation is 
heads are bowed and eyes are closed. If you have not received Jesus, the true Jesus, well, I was clear enough in telling you that there is no other way to God the Father but through Jesus and Jesus alone. No one else is the way but Jesus. But if you don't have Him, you haven't accepted Him, you don't even know Him, you probably heard about Him, He's everywhere, but you haven't have got a relationship with you. Well, it can begin today. It can begin now. He gives us the opportunity. It starts now. there's anyone in this congregation that say, yes, I'm that person. I want Jesus. I want this true way to the Father. Well, you have the chance to lift your hand up now. We'll pray for you together, but it doesn't just starts and finishes today. It's a journey and it is a wonderful journey. Most of us can say, gladly say that we love this journey. We want to be your helper in coming to Christ. Is there anyone here today? You can lift your hand up now. I'll acknowledge that. You can put it down. Thank you, Lord. Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you that it is the truth. Have your way in us, in our lives, God. We ask this in Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. Amen.